do it, do it, do it, do it. Kitty oh, paws. Or are they bear paws? Kitty paws. Do you want me to count you down? No. Three, three two, five, four, seven. <laughs> one, 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 one. Five, four, three, two, one, go. I hate you both. I forgot what we say. Hi, wow. welcome to <laughs> It's Gonna Get Stupid. My name is Richard. This is your favorite podcast. I'm Holly. <laughs> what? Wait, are we starting? I'm confused. I'm totally confused now. <laughs> you said you were going to intro. You did it. But then she did it. But then she did it. And then you said, and then you said, I'm Holly. And I was so like, now wait, I'm Holly. are we doing this? Oh my gosh. Who are you, third voice? I don't know what's going on. I'm Jose. I'm Jose. Yes. Okay, so we're really we're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We just started. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was terrible. <laughs> this is what happens when you take two weeks off. Oh my gosh. Well, we're back, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us. And um uh, yeah, uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm totally confused. See, but I okay. threw That's everyone. I threw everyone off this week. Yeah, I did it. You did. You, I'm you the did. captain Good now. Job. Way to go! Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Um, yeah, it's been two, two weeks. So uh, we we went and did crazy things. We bought houses, and so we're trying to we were trying to get ready for moving. And um, so now I've officially moved into yeah. my new house. So and I'm Holly done, and I are but... trying to get our house ready to sell. Yeah. So and crazy when, stuff, when, one day we will move into a and new one house. day we will move into a new house. Oh, <laughs> it's not. We'll, we'll be a big couple. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking. Oh, about. I'm still weird. discombobulated. A big couple. I'm, what does I'm that still mean? discombobulated. I don't know what that means. I'm still messed up, but that's okay. Um, I I do want to say that we received another email. Yes, so we that did. was cool. Yes, we did. Um, Rick, do you want do you want to enlighten us on the email? Oh man, I already closed it. <laughs> You know what it's, I mean, you don't have to look at it again, do you? Okay. Uh, well, no, I just had to refresh my memory. All right. Got it. Okay. Got it. It's from um, other Richard. It's from the other Richard. Not uh, the other, just some other. Just Richard. some like, other. Like, other Richard. Like Nega Richard? Like <laughs> Doppelganger Richard? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> the oh, I was going to say things and I'm not going to. Yeah, um, don't, don't speak. Oh my God. <laughs> anyways, uh, other Richard. Um, heard our call for uh listeners to to write in and let us know what their favorite movie of 2020 was and he made a recommendation knowing that um i'm not a huge fan of japanese horror he recommended a, a japanese, japanese horror. horror film yeah uh this one called one cut of the dead now i didn't listen to all of other richard's instructions where he told us not to look at a trailer or any of the artwork Immedi- immediately, immediately holly holly went to go look at the trailer in because the she no, loves me because, it's because she loves I'm, me. I'm i'm like checking it out before just to make sure that there's no like weird yeah weird, um, ashy like death so people. i don't handle just, those movies very describing well. them again she's yeah i know she is i know i know she doesn't get it um, Can I make the noise? No. no. Oh my gosh! Please don't make <laughs> that, the noise. That will really make him no. have nightmares. Don't do it. And I, oh. Now okay. he's thinking about the noise. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I did watch the trailer. Okay, it looks phenomenal. Okay, phenomenally bad, but like so mo- bad okay. that I'm going to watch it and it's going to be amazing. Okay, so we are going to check out this movie. 
um, One Cut of the Dead. Uh, apparently, you can find it on Shutter, which is a horror streaming service, <laughs> which I am in no way going to sign up for. Um, but we'll we'll figure something out and get it in the queue of things to watch. So we appreciate other I'll Richard find it on YouTube. Yeah, we appreciate other Richard for sending us a suggestion. And I feel uh, like other Richard should be British. I mean, he could be. Other does Richard. does that mean I have to say it in a British yeah, accent? Yeah, you do. Not the whole conversation, just when you say other Richard. Was, no, it's not going to happen. It's not. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like how I would sound in my head doing a British accent right it, now. It, it, from Richard. <laughs> and it was worse than that. You um, know what? I, I already know it'd probably be a French accent. Just saying. Oh, that's a low blow, sir. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Send in your favorite movies of 2020. You know, it. we are... Almost, I guess at this point we're done with the first month of 2021, and like January felt like a very long year. Oh yeah, it was a super long year. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, well, wasn't it, 2021 it supposed to be better? <laughs> oh yeah, really for you guys. I bought a house. It's no, awesome. it is going to be better. It's just time has decided <laughs> to um, reconfigure itself, and everything happened in like 31 days. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, Every single thing that could go wrong did. I got you. In a lot of ways. Holly's car broke down while we were driving it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Super fun. Uh, oh, and it was raining when we had to push it like a, like half a mile back oh, to the oh house. Oh, my gosh. Thankfully, you didn't tell me that story. Didn't tell thankfully, me it, it broke down like close to the house. So, so it could... started breaking down on the freeway, on the beltway, coming up towards 59, like coming from Katy to 59, Jose. And yeah. it starts shaking. And it dies on the feeder road by 59 Auto Mall. And oh that's God. when we had to push it into a shopping center. We just gave a shout out to 59 Auto Mall. Whoop, whoop. Don't buy a car there. No. Uh. 59 Auto Mall. <laughs> Don't buy a car there. Well, we, we like pulled off into, we like, they, they got out and pushed it into this little like laundromat. And we sat there for a minute and then we were able to get it started back up. So we were like, Zooming home, breaking all the like traffic laws, trying yeah. to get back to the neighborhood. So it broke down again when we pulled into the neighborhood. But at the beginning of our neighborhood, still about half a mile from our house. Yeah. So he pushed it. He pushed the car the rest of the way. Good times. It was and it was sprinkling. It was terrible. It was. And it was night. It was bad. Anyways, a lot of stuff happened in January. But you should write in and tell us oh, what your favorite movie was of 2020. Here still, it goes. Because we still got a lot of time left in quarantine. Or isolation, or whatever we're calling this, to watch movies. Uh, normality. You can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Um, you can something on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. See, I told you guys I shouldn't be a part of this. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can go to Instagram, snap a pic, and like give us a little duck face. I don't know, something like that. Instagram, I don't know. It's going to get stupid. On Instagram. I don't know what it is. Add it's going to get stupid. Oh, you can search us on YouTube at it's going to get stupid podcast. Please uh, subscribe so that we can stop saying search for it. And lastly, leave us a voicemail at 281-698-7043. The lines are open. That went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. It did. It's because Rick was pointing. He was pointing to me that it was my yeah, oh, nice. I told you guys I didn't want to be a part of this. Too bad. That's right. You Too signed up. Now you, you are. signed up. You did it. You did it. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about WandaVision uh, because we've, we're all caught up on the episodes. Yep. 
And and then we're going to go into our normal what we watched uh, last. Yeah. So um, for those of you who have not seen Wanda, I've been anticipating like most of the MCU shows that are going to be on Disney Plus. It is only on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, but this one, when I saw the premise for it, I was like, so it's a sitcom. I'm confused. It was very confusing, like how they were going to pull this off, and how how it was going to fit into. Um, where things are progressing for the MCU. Um, and so now that we're four episodes into it, um, I really think that they're doing something that is going to really connect a lot of dots and uh, really further the story. I will say, um, I know this, I know episode well, four has only been out for a few days. Um, I well, think- hold on, hold on. Before Rick continues, yeah. we are going to try not to spoil too much but we're probably going to do spoilers. No, no, no. That's what I was about to say. Like no? this, okay. this episode has been out for two days. Um, if you have Disney plus and you haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and if you're, I mean, if you're at least interested in the show, like, I would assume that you've watched it by now. So we're probably going to spoil it. <laughs> like, but if it, you haven't stop, it's going to be hard to talk it. about without really spoiling, without spoiling yeah. a lot of things, especially the last, the last episode that just aired. Yeah. Which I really want to talk about. So, so basically, the the first episode it opens up and it's this 1950s sitcom, uh, you know, uh, My Three Sons, I Love Lucy type of deal, where Wanda and Vision have moved into this West Westview, New Jersey neighborhood, and it's idyllic 1950s place. And they first off, Vision is alive. Yep. And they're trying to act like normal humans that aren't you know, super powered beings and they get into um, hilarious hijinks with, uh, with different things using their powers. Yep. And then they have some neighbors that come. So different things happen. And it's just like the first show is a sitcom. Right. Yeah. And I think at the end of it is some kind of like what's going on kind of situation. Like well, or it was, something. Not... It was modeled after bewitched. So it was very okay. much like yeah. Samantha. She would do. She would use her magic, and then they would have yeah. guests over. But yeah. what was her husband's name? Darren. Uh, Darren. Yeah. He was trying yeah. to hide it, and and so it was very much like that. I mean, she was trying to cook a dinner. I mean, he was Vision was having his boss and his wife over for dinner, yeah. and Wanda's trying to cook dinner, wash dishes, put them away. I mean, all and, using her magic. and attempt to not use her magic all the time. Right. Because like, she, you know, she, they her uh, visions boss, Mr. Hart comes over and um, she's attempting to make like a five course meal without any magic. But then succumbs to having to use the magic um, when everything goes awry. And makes it worse, actually. But it makes it so much worse. Fix it at the end. Yeah. And it's just a, it was a typical bewitched episode, actually. It was just that that goofy. Yeah. I, and I can't remember what the because so each one of these episodes, as you're watching them, there, it's a typical sitcom kind of situation, scenario, um, except this last one. Yeah. And then as they, but as they're going in it, there's things that are just not right. Yeah. And it turns serious at times. Yeah. And so, so I can't, I, oh, oh, it was the, it was the wife of the, uh, his boss. Yeah. Mrs. Hart. Like, yeah, he had, he was like choking and the boss yeah. was choking and she kept saying something over and over again, and it was really awkward and weird. Yeah. It was just really creepy the way they did it. Yeah. But she was like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop but she was doing it, it with a smile like, on laugh. her face. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, vision, help him. And it was just kind of like, everything was very, because it was very traditional, like a traditional 50s black and white 
comedy type thing and then it was just like oh wait something's not right like it's it's not right yeah and so so far like the first three episodes have taken place in different decades right um in the second episode we still continue with the black and white motif um but i want to say it takes place in the 60s 60s, in the 60s and you get to see um vision and wanda try to pull off a magic show which was actually quite hilarious yeah it was for like the town uh talent show like charity whatever yeah and she runs into this um like uh i don't know like head honcho housewife lady yeah um, like stepford wife yeah it's like top of the you know top of the food chain kind of deal and and the in the, in the housewives and then um they're talking she's trying to make amends with her like they start off on the wrong foot and then there's a broadcast that comes in through the radio saying wanda wanda who's doing this to you yeah and uh, and then that lady breaks the glass and then it kind of resets yeah and then it goes on normally yeah the third i want to say at the, no go ahead i want to say at the end of that episode too uh well they find out that she's pregnant yes right yes and and before that though she found like a helicopter like a little toy helicopter. Yeah. So, so the the second episode, the premise, like at night, they keep hearing this noise outside, and they don't know what it is. Um, and uh, towards the end of the episode, Wanda decides to go out and investigate, and finds this toy helicopter that you know everything's still in black and white, um, and finds a toy helicopter that is in full color, um, uh, that is like sitting in one of the bushes, and so. That starts to throw things off. And then that's when we get introduced to the beekeeper that comes out of the yeah. sewer. Um, at the end of the episode, uh, a, a strange figure, you never get to see his face, um, appears out of this uh, sewer, uh, out of the a sewer line. Um, you kind of see his, you see a silhouette of his face and then she just goes, no. And then everything kind of fixes itself again. And they're sitting, they're sitting in their, you know, they're sitting in their house. Yeah. And everything's just um, and so you're like, wait, you know, this whole thing, you're like, is something, what's going on? Is she being compelled to do this yeah. or what? Well, you're not sure what's going on at all. Yeah. Um, the third one moves into the seventies. I really love the way Elizabeth Olsen has been like portraying Wanda during this time yeah. because it's like, she's very much like a sitcom star. Like she's yeah. very animated. Like her facial expressions are really like big and funny. Yeah. It's like, she's not... It, it's not it's uh she's really playing into the role of the character playing, she yeah, would be she's playing into a role like i am on tv not yeah. this is reality like she is really over like all of the characters are really overly acting the way they did back like early on and it, yeah. it was i mean she, but she's doing like the way she's pulling it off it's really it's funny and yeah. really like i don't know it's really good it's amazing yeah yeah so the third one actually um, is the first episode. We don't have to go episode by episode. I know we kind of are. But the third one is the first episode that we get in color. And um, they move into the Brady house. And they move I mean, into the Brady house. It's very Brady-esque because it has the Brady stairs and the little Brady like drop. Yeah. Like drop. Uh, the drop living room. Drop living room. Yeah. Um, and this is where we see Wanda go from like, I think she's like six weeks pregnant at the beginning of the episode <laughs> to straight up having babies. Yeah. At the end of the episode? <laughs> Within the span of a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vision actually reveals his powers to the do- to Wanda's doctor at some point um, by running him back from the doctor's house over to yeah, that's right. uh, the Vision residence. 
Um, it, it's just really interesting uh, the way they're they're playing things out um, with kind of this story. And then the fourth episode um, actually breaks from the TV. And I love how the 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 title of this episode is. is I think it's uh, "Pardon Our Interruption." Um, and yeah. it takes you down a different perspective of what's happening. Um, instead of the sitcoms where we're seeing it from Wanda's perspective, we're now seeing it from Sword's perspective, uh, starting in episode four. And it really, I think, so there's, there's a funny meme where, or uh, I think a lot of people were like, what is happening with these three episodes? Cause like, how is this connecting? And then all of a sudden you get episode four and you're like, oh, that's what's happening. And that's when this yeah. takes place. Um, and so I, I, I really, I think episode four kind of sealed the deal of like how, how this is going to be exciting for the MCU moving forward. Um, and just what it kind of means as they're continuing um, the story or kind of continuing the story, but like really starting something new. Well, yeah, I really like seeing the unsnap, the yeah. second snap happen was so cool. Yeah. Well, she's in the, she's in the hospital. So it's a, uh, Monica, Monica Rambo. Rambo. Yep. So that's uh, Maria yes. Rambo. Maria Rambo's more, uh, daughter. Yeah, daughter. Who we got introduced and, to in uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Um, and so she's she's grown up. She's a commander at Sword, and she's yeah. she before the snap, she was by her mom's bedside. She had her mom had cancer, so she gets snapped back in, and she's running through this hospital, and people are just blipping back into existence. But it's it's un it's like they're the little dust comes together and forms a person i was like that's cool yeah what was really cool about that was um so like you can hear like different voices kind of like come into play like as she's rematerializing um and you know it was as if she was being almost reborn in a way by like experiencing all those things all at once in order to come back as full like as a full materialized person like like her whole, their whole life has come back into existence right. in a way because they got t- from existence. Wasn't there and she like had no recollection? Carol Danvers wasn't. It was in her voice. Like- yeah, like Brie Larson actually got got credits for um, the line where they call her uh, Lieutenant Trouble. Um, they they she refers to Monica as a child um, as Lieutenant Trouble. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so like that's actually lifted from the Captain Marvel movie. So you know they're really connecting the dots there. Um, yeah, and then also another returning person is uh, I don't know her character's name. Cat Dennings is uh, in, Darcy. Is in here. Darcy, Darcy, yeah, yes. Darcy, Doctor Darcy. Which yeah, Doctor Darcy. Love, we love Darcy. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, so. she, she's really good. And then uh, Jimmy Woo. Um, yeah, Jimmy Woo. Yeah, from, from Ant Man. From Ant Man. Yeah, yeah which he, yeah. which he's great. Uh, looks like he's per- he's uh perfected his uh his magic tricks. Uh, with his yeah. business card reveal to uh, Monica Gosh, Rambeau. That's true. that's true, man. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, there's, it, it was really interesting to see episode four kind of tie everything together. The other thing yeah, yeah. that I'm really liking as they do the sitcom episodes, and I'm curious to see how they're going to continue this after episode four, is the um, little commercials in between, yeah. in between the segments. Like you get some... Um, some Hydra commercials with the the Strucker watch, um, oh yeah, man. and and Hydra soak. Um, there's to, Stark. There's a Stark commercial. Yeah, there's Stark stuff like um, with the and uh, and other things with the the toaster. I can't remember what the mm-hmm. the company that was on that, but it's really interesting how they're like really playing into Wanda's subconscious. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess to kind of spoil it a, a little bit right now, especially from, <laughs> from episode four, like I said, guys, it's it's going to be hard to talk about these four episodes without spoiling them. We've spoiled everything, so I don't know. <laughs> Wanda's in control of Eastview. Eastview? Westview. No, Westview. Westview. Remember, Eastview is the place that the, 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 right. the cops are from. <laughs> Wanda's in control of Westview. Um, this is her doing. Um, and we believe. Yeah. We believe. I mean, nothing's. Right. We don't know. We don't sure. know if, uh, so there's well, a lot that's, of interesting things. Right. Well, there's a lot of interesting theories about like who's actually pulling the strings on Wanda right now um, and who could be really orchestrating this in the background. But as far as we know, Wanda is using her chaos magic to um, create this hexagonal hexagonal shaped city, um, and basically that's a clue right there, isn't it? And basically hide it from everybody. Um, well, the hexagon is definitely intentional. No one's kind of really pulled it together, like why it's a hexagon. But um, obviously, the hexagons are used throughout the MCU uh, for shapes. Um, when they do when they do like space jumps and everything like everything is shaped in a hexagon so but it is definitely intentional because you see um uh the detective character jimmy Wu's character um write down why a hexagon uh, on the whiteboard mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things going on there um the most interesting thing and i was wondering how they were going to pull this off is the things that are created within westview can come back into existence. So yes. when Monica goes in episode four, we see Monica go in to Westview. Um, she becomes the Geraldine character um, who, who befriends Wanda. Like she's getting close to her. And, and I think that's subconscious. Like she's doing it because, you know, she was looking for, for somebody. Um, she gets revealed to Wanda by deli- helping Wanda deliver her babies. Um, Tommy and, Billy, 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 uh, which those two babies are important. Um, and as Wanda is singing a lullaby to her babies uh, in Sokovian, um, Geraldine starts to break down and starts mentioning um, her uh, or Wanda mentions her brother. And she then says, I was a twin. Well, right. And then mentions the fact that her brother was killed by Ultron. And then Wanda freaks out and boots her out of Westview um, through a bunch of houses, which looked really painful. Well, it was interesting because you don't see all you see in the the episode three is that she just gets booted out, right? Right, and you don't even hear what she says to her. She just goes, "Who are you?" She questions her a little bit, and then says, "No, you don't belong here." Something yeah. like that, and then kicks her out. Yeah. But when you see it in the episode four, you see the actual conversation that she has with her. Yeah. And it's really interesting. So with with the B uh, with the guy in the B suit, you see him go through, and you actually see it's that Agent Richards, and they think he could be Reed Reed Richards. Son. Really? No, they think he could be his son, like Franklin Richards. Yeah, that would be interesting, but that would be really weird to introduce him now. Right, yeah. but they they think that because the, his name was Agent Richards, really? they think he could be um, Reed Reed Richards' son. So I think it would that be does, that doesn't make any sense. I think it'd be more plausible that it's actually Reed Richards, and he gets the abilities. From being inside it's possible. the no, inside that, of that, no, because that would... I hate that so bad. No. Okay, any, okay, so... calm down. Okay, what I was gonna say about the beekeeper, because I feel like this is important, is it is a sword agent that goes through the sewer lines and walks through the, the barrier. When he walks through, he goes from having a hazmat suit and a and a rope connected to him to a beekeeper, 
with a jump rope connected to him that they then pull the jump rope back out of the sewer lines and it manifests in the real world. So with the twins being born, which are going to be Wiccan and Speed, um, that kind of explains how they're going to get these kids out of Westview. Well, all of the, I mean, all of the characters in her show are, because what they're, what they're doing in the last episode is they're, they're finding the characters and matching their, them to passport photos of real people that live there. So she basically created a bubble and everyone within that bubble has become characters on her show. So when Monica went into, she didn't really notice because there's thousands, there's 3000 people in this town. So she didn't notice that she is, she came in. Who are you? It wasn't until she started mentioning things that she shouldn't know that because Wanda didn't give her that information that she's like, wait a minute, you don't belong here. But it's, it's crazy because like, um, Darcy's like watching, like Darcy, like tuned into a frequency to get the show. Um, so she's actually watching it on the other side. And it's like when the blips happen that we see, like she sees it too. But what's happening is something like there's action going on that Wanda's like, I don't like this. We're turning it back. She's editing. So she's editing. She's editing the show that we can see. So anytime there's a blip, something else has happened that we just we weren't privy to until. Yeah. So the only person you bring up a good point that everyone has an identity in the real world. Right. Except for Agnes, played by Catherine Hahn. Really? She does not have an identity in the real world. When when they po- when they posted up all the driver's license, but they haven't found her yet. Maybe they just haven't found they her. Found, well, they found everyone that's been included in her inner circle, except for Agnes. Oh, and she and she's weird, right? Yes, she, she's very weird. She asks a lot of questions. She also doesn't. Do you... She also doesn't have any sort of malfunctions. So in episode um, in episode two or no, is episode three when they've gone color. Um, Agnes is having a conversation with Herb, um, and who's trimming the hedges and then ends up cutting when he's having an earlier conversation with the vision, like starts cutting down like part of the, uh, uh, a brick brick wall. And, and so Herb goes in and out of like, in that episode goes in and out of like knowing what's happening to not knowing what's happening. Like he gets, he almost gets brainwashed. The only person that doesn't happen to is Agnes. And she keeps on track. And some of the questions she asks Wanda yes and showing up at the right time could could mean that she's in control now I do want to kind of go back to the beekeeper in the hexagon yeah so Ames logo yeah is like a hexagon, hexagon. And, and the beekeeper outfit looks similar to the old aim outfits yeah back in the day so an aim if you don't know is advanced idea mechanics which was started by the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 the actual iron the actual killian yeah the actual the actual mandarin yeah who where all the extremist stuff gets introduced so the theory is is that agnes is actually agatha harkness who is another witch who yes she is agatha harkness that's what her character's name is no no no, they call her agnes she said it short for agatha did they yeah okay well they haven't actually they haven't fully revealed that yet no, the, oh, yeah, she's she's Agatha Harkness. One hundred percent her. I have, I, she's definitely Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Anyways, so she doesn't have she doesn't have an identity outside of outside of that. So I think that'll probably get revealed in the in like episode five or six when they, when they start to come back. The craziest. Which, go ahead. No, which would make sense of why I think people think it's Mephisto. Yes. Behind this. Yeah. 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 Um, the craziest part of episode four, though, 
was when we see when we catch up with Wanda after she boots um, Monica Rambeau out of out of uh, Westview, um, we get to see Vision come back and as he did in episode three, um, and ask her if everything was okay. But instead of seeing um, uh, back <laughs> back to life Vision, we see zombie Vision. <laughs> Yeah, and that was startling. Um, I mean, granted, I mean he's he's a what do they call him a synthesoid, um, you know, like humanoid robot. But it was really it was really like jarring to kind of go from like seeing like having seen him alive and go from like looking like Paul Bettany to you know being in like vision in vision makeup but in a suit to then seeing gray vision with a chunk of his head missing. Yeah. Like it was, and like the white eyes and everything, like it was very like jarring when that happened. It was, it was pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and so she's straight up doing like a weekend at Bernie's thing where she just, she's like basically like pulling the strings of. Okay, but we don't know that for sure. <laughs> like go. she so, could, like she, she could have created like a, another being to. So I have a thought. I have a thought. Because she's still going to have her memory. She yes. could have just had a blip in her memory like, oh, I remember what he looked like last. I actually think. Um, you think he's actually there? I think he's actually there. She's reanimated his. I think she's reanimated his, cor- his, his it's corpse. It's not a corpse. It's well, his, the, the shell the of being, him. yeah. Because, and the reason why, and I was thinking about this earlier today. At the end of Infinity War, Shuri is trying to reconnect, is trying to like disconnect all the nodes. Right. That uh, could remove the Mind Stone from him. Right. Mm-hmm. We never get a, a good answer of like, did she actually succeed or not? Because she was just doing it really, really fast towards the end. And then she got interrupted by um, one of uh, Thanos' henchmen. I'm drawing a blanket who it was right now. Um, when the last we see of Vision, we just see his lifeless body. Glaive. Yes. Corvus Glaive. Corvus Glaive. Um, but we don't know if Shuri was successful. Like, like... Thanos grabs. She kind of looks like she was potentially, right? Right. Like so I'm thinking. Hit a couple that, things. And... I'm thinking that she was successful in re- in removing his need to have the Mind Stone in his head, and Thanos grabbed it and took it out of him, and it it messed him up. I'm almost certain that Wanda reanimated that thing that was left on the floor, and um, took advantage of what Shuri did. Right? I don't know because Vision doesn't he he's not himself either. He's no, he's, he's definitely not. a character in her show. Right, but like she might have just reanimated him enough like to like bring like the like to get him functional, but is still underneath his spell or her spell of everything that's happening right now. Maybe. <laughs> Because he comes it's back, a, but uh, not. I mean, Rick, that's Rick's not... been right before. I don't want to argue with it. Rick's been right before. I, I, I'm almost convinced, and probably at the end of this, we're going to see Vision come back somehow. So I, I predict two things. I predict um, Strange will show up at the very end of the series, and he's going, going to be in, going to be in Man. What is it? Man, uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. So Strange is going to show up. Um, and this isn't me watching YouTube videos. This is like this is kind of what I'm how I'm seeing the story play out. She's she's the big bad right now, right in WandaVision, um, or she's going to end up being the big bad. Sword's going to come in and want to stop what she's doing, and she's going to defend it, right? Because she she wants this this universe that she's creating to exist because that's where she's happy. She's mourning 
Um, she's mourning the loss of her brother. She's mourning the loss of her love. She has these two kids. And if her creating Westview, um, and remember, Wanda's always been a little, like, she's not fully committed to anything, right? Like, even at the in uh, Age of Ultron, like, Hawkeye, like, had to give her that speech of, like, you got to commit, you got to either do this or not, because I'm going out there, and that's it. He's like, I'm not going to think about you anymore, like, once I go out there. And so she's she's a little selfish in in the sense that she's still trying to find her way, and so she's doing things that um, help herself. She doesn't really always think of the greater good uh, of, of everything that she does. Um, so I feel like Sword's going to come in because they need to stop this. They've already alluded to the fact that Westview is the size of it is right now, not meaning meaning that it could like in House of M, where her magic took over the entire Earth. Right. So, um, I don't think Strange will save the day. I think Vision is probably going to stop her. Um, like he might come back in some way and kind of uh, and be able to contain her. And Strange will take her to teach her how to use her magic. Well, Agatha Harkness is one who helped Wanda learn her magic. Right. I don't think her being a part of this is coincident. I mean, I think oh, yeah. I think they might be doing this together because Agatha definitely uh, or Agnes definitely knows more because anytime someone tries to talk about something or they feel yeah. like something's not right, she's there to smooth it over. Yeah. So I think she could be pulling some strings. Yeah. Also, like Agatha Harkness was Franklin Richards' nanny. Okay. So I mean, this is, could be a way to bring in Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, I think Doctor Strange has got to get involved at some point because in the comics, he actually delivered the twins. Yeah. So I think by cutting him out of that part of the story, he's got to come in somewhere. What The other the other theory, and I think this is much more far-fetched, because um, we don't know if Mephisto is, is pulling the strings right now. It kind of seems like he is. Yeah. But I don't know. The, the theory, in some that, way, The yeah. theory that I floated by Holly, and this is a stretch, she disagreed with me on this, <laughs> um, is that she made a deal to bring uh, her brother back and Vision back. And in order to do so, she had to provide two, two creations, that being Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy were manifestations of Mephisto in the comics. Um, and they were evil when they first came, came about. And so I wonder... If Mephisto's like, I'll bring these two back, but you have to, or like has manipulated her um, and is going to take Billy and Tommy at some point or attempt to. And that's how, like, that's where like the feud kind of comes in. And she decides that she wants to actually keep her, her love, maybe her brother, who knows if he comes back uh, and her children. She could be fighting yeah. sword and it Mephisto's. Could be. But which Quicksilver would come back because what's his face that he wouldn't reprise that yeah, role? Yeah, so Aaron Tyler John Aaron Taylor Johnson um, has has alluded to the fact that he's not reprising his role anytime soon, or like he didn't say anytime soon. Like he just said, there's n- there's no plans for him to reprise his role as Quicksilver. Yeah, one, they don't say that. One theory that has gone around on the YouTube's, um, I think Emergency Awesome's uh, YouTube channel said this. Uh, but the the guy that does um, the other Quicksilvers, uh, yeah. Russian subtitles or Russian um, dubs, um, tweeted a while ago that he was going to get to reprise his role as Quicksilver, like voice, voice lines. And that tweet was then deleted. Um, the theory being that when she does get um, P- 
Piet, I'm going to butcher his name, Pietor, Peter, Pietro. back. Pietro. Pietro. Um, when she does get Pietro back, um, it'll be the X-Men. The silverhead guy? Yeah. Oh, that's dumb. Don't do that. I agree. I don't want that to happen. Mostly because I don't like that actor. No, it's a, It's just don't do that. Just bring back the other guy. Yeah. Just pay him some money. I do think... Money is- I do think Vision's going to come back towards the end of this. I do think we're going to see either Doctor Strange. I think we're going to see Doctor Strange like we saw him at the end of... Um, what was it? Thor 2? In the post-credits? Did he come in the Thor 2? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Thor 2 is when we see Doctor Strange again. And he's like... Um, he decides to help Thor find Odin. And that, and that's why in Ragnarok we start off with um with uh Doctor Strange in, in Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. That Oh, are those video No. Yeah. He's well, Aaron Taylor Johnson is a set for three episodes of uh WandaVision. So I guess flashbacks. He could come as flashbacks. Who knows? Maybe he maybe he was gonna come back and it's just been a big bait and switch. They've done it before. Because Ming-Na also said that she wasn't going to show back up on The Mandalorian, and boom, she did. And boom, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. Who is that? Ming-Na. Ming-Na, Ming-Na Win. She oh, was like, really? I'm not, I'm, she was like, I really hope they, like, it'd be nice if they brought me back, maybe if uh, if the fans would. Yeah. As would a push, if, if they would push for that, I could come back, and it's like, yeah, yeah you had a big part. Shut well, up. And now she's going to be in her own cartoon. <laughs> I know. With, uh, oh, really? With, um, uh, the Boba Fett. No, no, no. Well, she's going to be in the book of Boba Fett, but she's also going to be in um, the Finnick character is in the um, the bad the Bad Batch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so she's going to be in that Clone Wars. So the Captain America Winter Soldier. What is that called? What are they calling it? Captain America Winter Soldier, the TV show. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Falcon and Winter- so that's <laughs> so that's coming out in March. Yes. Oh, really? And, yes. But Loki's coming out in May. Yeah. And Ooh. so when is um, Black Widow coming out? I've heard May. May. Yes, and I've heard it's coming to Disney Plus. So, I mean, that was set to be released even before WandaVision. So, I mean, I guess there's not going to be anything in that that's going to affect the timeline of these other shows. I don't think so. You know, the way they've always done. Um, the MCU is you have the terrestrial stuff like where Iron Man was handling a lot of it and you had Guardians of the Galaxy stuff where you know it was like Thor and the Guardians everybody right. else and then you had magic stuff with Doctor Strange I think they're going to still kind of keep to that formula where instead of like magic stuff is now going to be Doctor Strange and Wanda you still have Thor and the yep. Guardians together and you're still going to have um, Falcon maybe Captain coming back because apparently he's in talks to reprise his role again um, I think he's just going to be. Think it's think just going to be a flashback. I think it's going to be a flashback yeah. thing. I don't think he's going to be in it. Um, and uh, I think you'll still have terrestrial stuff where, like, you know, they still have whether it's Black Widow, um, Scarlett Johansson, or um, what's uh, Florence Pugh. Um, one of them will will take on that role, right? I think it'll be Florence, uh, Florence Pugh, more than likely. Um, but yeah, as a as the uh, what's her name um brant who what who's gonna be Flo- who's Flo- who's florence Pugh? i'm sorry who's florence Pugh? Where? 
Uh, Yelena, the the other girl that oh, was in the red yeah, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's going to take over the... Uh, the Black Widow. The Black Widow. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I got lost. But, There's so much stuff going on. Well, and, and so, like, they've been... I, I, I've watched a couple of things where the reason why Black Widow couldn't come out on Disney Plus was because of Scarlett Johansson's contract. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, it couldn't it couldn't be released on streaming until after her theatrical release because they get paid for both, right? They get paid for, they get paid a certain amount of money for a theatrical release. And then they get paid an additional amount of money um, for digital streaming release. Warner Warner brothers with HBO max is taking a gamble and saying, we're going to pay you for both up front and not, not wait to leverage the money from a theatrical release to pay for their digital. But aren't they going to do what Disney plus did with um, Mulan and do like a $30, yes. like it's a $30. Rental? Disney's still going to get their money because I think, I mean, I know people will pay it. Yeah. Like we'll pay the $30. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I just started looking at um, some upcoming Marvel you know, MCU shows yeah. on Disney plus. I didn't realize there were so many. <laughs> Yeah, like Miss Marvel ton. and that What If she and Hulk. She-Hulk. Like, Moon Knight, Hawkeye. which I'm really but excited yeah, for. Yeah, and Hawkeye. And they're all coming out like end of 2021 or early 2022. Right. So it's like yeah. they're coming fast. Miss Marvel's going to be cool. Miss Marvel's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Moon um, Knight's going to be awesome. Yeah, and they got Oscar She-Hulk. Isaac to, to play uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. I love Oscar yeah. Isaacs. Yeah. Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ironheart. Oh my gosh, they're going all crazy, dude. Okay, y'all need to chill. Get out of here. Well, I, I think I think like with the uh, disappearance of movie theaters, I think they're like, I think they've gone a little crazy, but that may not be a bad thing. No, I mean if the stuff is like WandaVision, I like. So I think the consensus we all have is I really enjoyed WandaVision. I know yeah. it was weird, and even even Julie's watching it. She likes it. Yeah, and she's not and she's not into the Marvel movie. Like, she'll watch them. She enjoys them, but she's not as as crazy as we are. But like she said, I gave it a try, and she's like, "It's really interesting, it's and it so is different. Really, it's it's different. so different." And uh, and I love so the first three episodes. The thing I love is the the amount that it's breaking down, yeah, constantly. And so that I, I don't I want to see what's going to happen next, and see if it's just like her psyche is breaking down, like she's just trying to keep it all together, and it's hard for her to keep it all together, which would be really cool to see just th- crazy things happening, but. I just love that deterioration of this world that she's created. Well, but she's still she, very immature in her powers. But she goes yeah. crazy. Like in yeah. the comics, she goes crazy. I don't know. I mean, okay. I think this is a little well, early for that to happen. But I mean, I think. So in the comics with House of M, we get no more mutants, right? Where like mutants are, the mutant gene is wiped mutants, out. Mutants, where you can say mutants. <laughs> um, the theory going around is this is going to be reverse that all mutants where she's the reason why mutants come into existence because her magic's going to get out of control and and it's going to cause a shift in everything do you think do you think though that what they'll do is they'll make it like the terrigen mist though stuff um if they they learn their lesson from inhumans i hope they don't well but the thing is is that they just messed up with the inhumans i think it was going to be a good like that's that's a cool way to introduce mutants i think it's fine um, but you know, just don't make it a crappy show. That's all. Um, they might because that's how they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do something that introduces Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That's true. Because Miss Marvel gets her powers from the Terrigen Mist. She does. So, so I don't yeah. know. They're gonna have to do something, and I'm. Uh, I think instead of doing like this whole like rehashing the Terrigen Mist, I think they're gonna use Wanda to to really mess with reality. Hmm. That's interesting. 
oh wow, Kamala Khan's also going to be in Captain Marvel too. Right. Cool, man. I'm excited so, about this. So is and uh, America Chavez is going to be in um, Doctor Strange too. Because it's a different universe. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she needs to be because she's yeah. from a different universe. Yeah. So, anyway, a lot of cool stuff. WandaVision's great. It it really is. I, With episode four, I really appreciate how they tied everything together. They introduce Sword in a very good way. Like it's already up and running. It's been up and running. It's not like Shield where we kind of learned about it in bits and pieces. Yeah. Like Sword is fully operational. Um you know, and it has been for a long time. I, I am sad that we're not going to get um, more. Um, uh, I just lost her name, Maria Rambo, because um, I think it would have been interesting yeah. to see her and Nick Fury. And maybe we'll get some of that during like Secret Invasion, like if there's like flashback scenes or anything like that, yeah. um, where they have to work together, right? Because I, I think having her character and Samuel Jackson's character. Um, work together because they basically started sword and shield at the exact same time gotcha so um i don't know i'm really excited about it i was i was on the fence with wandavision because i was like i don't know what they're gonna do with this like the whole sitcom thing but then they introduced episode four and it and i was enjoying it but it just really tied everything together yeah I like the mystery aspect of it. I thought it was really well. I, I mean, if you haven't seen it and you just listen to a spoil the heck out of it, still it's good. It's a good watch. Yeah. And I think you'll enjoy the the way they overact, the way they are, are confused about the like the mystery behind this really cool. And I can't wait to see what's what what's going to happen. The other good thing about the way they've introduced this is I think a lot of people were getting superhero fatigue. Um, yeah, I was about about to say that because this is not a typical superhero it's not show so there's not like punching every few seconds there's not explosions everywhere like it's really a story that just happens to be revolving around oh. superheroes and director hayward All is the... a scroll yeah i will oh what? yeah i'm pretty sure about that we too. think director hayward is a scroll oh the guy that took over for yeah, yeah. i think so okay. i think he's either a scroll or he's mephisto I think he's a scroll. Oh gosh, we'll see, man. There's something so, off. There's something. There's off. definitely something off. Yeah. Because, and off. I feel uh, sorry. <laughs> I know we've already talked about this. There's there's a line where Monica Rambeau comes back, and she's sitting in his office, and he and he's he's apologizing to her because she should have been next in line to be right. become the director of Sword. And he said he was basically like, you know, I'm sorry. There there was. Um, you know, you should have been next in line or something like that. And she replies, you were the, or you were uh, the best option. No. Um, he said, I was the best option. And she goes, you were the only option. Yeah. Meaning everyone else had gone and left him. No, what, what he said was, I was the only option. She goes, well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Okay. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. She said you were the best option. He goes, I was the only option. And I felt like that was ominous. I felt like that was more of like a strategic piece that they just kind of inserted there where like maybe things were set know, up Rick, for Rick, him to be so a fetch man. You're so, you're this is what happens. I it, called like, as Ray soon being as... a Palpatine. I called oh, a lot God. of things. As oh, soon. No, I'm telling Stop you, as that. soon as the credits start rolling, Rick is on his phone on YouTube, like watching like, like <laughs> people like speculating. And I'm like, Oh, 150 man. things you missed. Yeah. In episode three. <laughs> I, I do. I watch them too. I watch <laughs> yeah, them. That's right. Um, but you know, the cool thing is, so I've been rewatching the, I know you did this with your kids already, but I've been rewatching the Marvel movies, um, with all of my children now, uh, except, well, even the babies sometimes, right. The, the <laughs> younger ones, 
Um, for the, for the two of, seconds that they actually get their attention? No, they watched the whole thing, man, because they're excited about it. Um, so we just finished Iron Man 3, yep. which, as you know, was my least favorite movie of the yeah. MCU. Um, but I actually watched it again and liked it. Okay, okay, hold on right now. Because <laughs> before we went on hiatus last year, I also watched Iron Man 3 because we were watching, rewatching it through the kids. And I said the yeah. same thing. I said, you know and what? I, and I said, I'll never like this. <laughs> Those were your exact words because I said, you know what? I'm so, like, I definitely like it better than Iron Man 2. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, it means something. Iron Man does. 2 meant nothing. Meant no, other than he created a new element, which doesn't come into play ever again. And, we get, and we get a full-blown war machine. That's about it. And that was cool. And maybe a Spider-Man cameo. <laughs> but what? Oh, the okay, kid. Yeah. Um, but not really. But not really. Yeah, that's just but like people like connecting, connecting dots. Um, but I said the same thing. Like I actually enjoyed Iron Man three the second time I watched it because I did not like it the first time I watched it. Oh, I hated that movie, man. It was just even I watched it twice and I still didn't like it. But something about it this time I was like, okay, like I guess. Seeing it in context, context of Tony Stark's journey, yeah, made it different. Yes, so you know if that's anything, especially like um, the whole like losing his armor and like having to be Iron Man without the suit. Um, well, and just him him being so like well, it's cool because not just the last movie, but every movie after that, it really set the stage for his desire to want to create a suit of armor around the world. You know, yeah. he feels it's all on his shoulders because not just because he almost died, but because they're outmatched and outclassed. And he knows that. And he really is like he feels the pressure and the weight of having to um, fix everything. Yeah. And then he gets the vision from Wanda in uh, Ultron yeah. where it's like you're you're going to everyone's going to die because of you. Right. And so then it spurs him even more. You know, what I mean, so it's that it, it's it's a cool little journey. And that that was a big part of it. Iron Man 2 had nothing to do with I mean, a little nope. A little bit, but not not a lot. It was it was kind of a throwaway. Yeah, hundred percent. Iron Man three had a lot of character development, and watching him without the armor was really cool. Uh, yeah. This time, well, so, when, when I when yeah. I when I watched that whole sequence with him without the armor the first time, I was like, oh, this like why why are we doing this? Well, and then him blowing up his suits made a lot. I mean, there's so many things that happened in that movie. I think what happened is I got really stuck on the fact that the mandarin was fake yeah and i got really mad yeah yeah i didn't like and that. hated everything about this and yeah. hated everything about the movie now i don't care so much especially now if if aim if aim is one of the true villains here that's gonna be cool yeah i'm gonna be excited about that yeah um but yeah i've been really enjoying watching all the marvel movies again um you know unfortunately the next one we have to watch is thor 2 the dark world but hopefully i'll like that better i don't know yeah Maybe. i don't it's not um no <laughs> Nope. It was, nope. Nope. It Fail. was. It was definitely when we rewatched them. I was like, "Cool, like I'm gonna like we're gonna give this one a good shot." It's like we're gonna watch it in context with like what we found out yeah. later, and it was still bad. It was still not. <laughs> still, it, was, it was probably a throwaway. It's probably a middle throwaway movie that was like, "Okay, who cares?" Kinda yeah. Like Clone Wars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You don't have to apologize for lackluster movie making. Uh, anyway, have you seen WandaVision? Do you, are you excited about the rest of it? Do you have any theories that we haven't discussed ad nauseum? Uh, oh email gosh. us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Give Rick some more fuel. Oh my gosh. Like, if you have more theories than what Rick has, I'm, I'm going to be impressed. 
You can something, I don't even Facebook. know, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can take a picture of yourself looking at an insane Marvel theory uh, Instagram. It's going to get stupid. Uh, go to YouTube um, and search it's going to get stupid podcast. And lastly, leave us a voicemail at 281-698-7043 and let Holly know how good of a job she did Boo. on those reads. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to talk about the last movie that I watched, um, other than the Marvel movies that I've been watching. And the last one I watched is Soul, the new Pixar film. Loved it. So I thought it was really good, like all Pixar films. I mean, I haven't really seen a Pixar film that I don't like other than Cars. Toy Story. Because Cars suck. Okay, anyway, that's ridiculous. Toy Story 2. You're a ridiculous person. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is an amazing mm-hmm. film, okay? When uh, the toys were going Toy Story 3 the, the... is Toy Story 1 with the bear. No, it's not, because they're going to die, and it's very sad, and they're all holding hands, okay? It's, a, it's an amazing film. Shut your mouth right now. Um, anyway, so Soul was very good. It was, a, you know, it was, I think the guy that directed... Uh, Inside Out directed this one or one of the writers. I know there was a connection to Inside Out and I really like Inside Out a lot. It's like one of my favorite movies and it it was a little different and I was interested how it was going to play out, but I really, I did enjoy it. It did give me a lot of uh, conversations with my kids about, you know, death and afterlife and before and all this stuff and where we come from. And so, you know, with my faith background, I had to, you know, really navigate those questions with not just a, you know, this is wrong, but let's express it and let's talk about it. What do you think? And how does that fit in? How does that work um, with God? And what do you think God does? So it was a really cool way to start some conversations. So, uh, but there's a very emotional Pete, film. Pete Doctor was the director of um, Soul, but he wrote, he was the writer on Up, Inside Out, and Monsters, Inc. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All good films. All good. Well, yeah. What? Monsters Inc. is not my favorite. Oh, I love that one. Well, shut your mouth. I'll say Monsters University is not my favorite. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Whatever. Monsters Inc. Like you don't need Monsters University. No, whatsoever. But, but Monsters Inc. is really good. Monsters Inc. Yeah. He wrote Monsters Inc. Kind of like Inc. cars, like all the cars. Yeah, yeah. You really don't need cars. Um, Our planes. So we we really lo- we really enjoyed Soul. Um, I of course enjoyed it because the music was done uh, by yeah. Trent, by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Of Nine Inch Nails fame, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and John Baptiste um, did a lot of the jazz, so they all three worked together to create the score. Um, Holly felt that there was some missteps in some of the music. Yeah. Uh, in some of it, um, I strongly disagreed with her. Um, but <laughs> well, it was like I'm probably very, a little biased. It was very Trent Reznor, it was, <laughs> and it was like there were a couple moments that I'm like, this doesn't really fit with it. I mean, there were times that it really did work, but there were other times I felt it was a little forced in there. Like, well, we got this music, let's put it in there. Oh, he's making a face, he's they're making just, a sour there's face. So many things. So many I'm many, just saying, no. I'm not saying you that they're not you can't, you can't mm. talk about Trent Reznor like that, clearly. <laughs> I'm not. You really I'm can't. not saying anything bad about no, him and his not. music. I'm just saying that it doesn't. You're 100. You 100 are. Like it doesn't matter. Trent Reznor's music wouldn't be a good soundtrack for my life. It would be great for your life, <laughs> Richard. I'm just saying that there were a couple times that it didn't quite yeah. fit. So you should probably stop talking. Yeah, he's still making a face. No, I, I really appreciate you for that. For that fact, um, it stars Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Um, there was a little bit of controversy about the whole Tina Fey thing. 
uh, which I don't buy into. Uh, but some, Wait, pe- what? some people were a little upset that Tina Fey, being a white woman, voiced the a character for Jamie Foxx, like the the avatar for his character in the movie, and that he as as him being played by Tina Fey got to be more authentic um, in certain scenes instead of Jamie Foxx being that character. Meaning like when, what, she, what, when, when what? she gets oh, to interact God. in the barbershop scene, like people were upset that that was supposed to be like Tina Fey voicing him instead of Jamie Foxx. I don't buy into it. I think people but were what, reaching. But wasn't, but wasn't he talking? No, not in the barbershop scene. So what they're trying to say is that because she was talking for him, yes. people liked him better. Yes, because a white woman was voicing him. And I think so. People... Wait, if you haven't, if you have not seen the movie, this isn't spoiling anything. No. Basically, Jamie no. Foxx's character dies yes. when he goes up to the what? other. <laughs> when he goes to the other place, like there's like you, he's going towards the light, but he wants to go back. So he mentors this other soul, and he finds a way to go back to Earth. Well. They had uh, Jamie Foxx in the hospital. But it's a pre-soul. It's a pre-soul. Yeah. It's right. Jamie Foxx is so in the hospital and he has a therapy cat in his lap. So when he falls back to earth with his other soul, Jamie Foxx falls into the cat and Tina Fey's character, 22. which is the little other soul, falls into Jamie Foxx's character. Yes. So you have a white woman yes. voicing a black character, yes. which I can, I see why that might be a little controversial. You know, you but know what they should have had? They should have had an actual pre-soul voice. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like it, it, it was one of the like it, it's not like hey we're gonna have a white woman being a black man. That, yeah. I mean that wasn't what they were doing. It was yeah. it was the funny. It was you know. Yes. Would they have been more okay if there were like a, a another like black actor voicing? But I mean I, I think that takes away from like what was happening. Yeah. So it it's one thing for like. And it, this is not what we we're going to talk about in this. I thought I'd just bring it up and stir the pot a little bit. Um, Dang, man. But Tina Fey's character 22 is a pre-soul. There's no ethnicity attached to 22. Right. And and she even said, like, but this does, is the but, voice that she makes. She can have any voice. Right. She even had his yeah. voice for a little bit. Like, she has she no, decides, gender, no gender, no gender, no ethnicity. She have a middle-aged, middle-aged right. white right. There, There's no definition right. of her until she is dropped into a body. Or, right. like, until she's materialized on earth according to the 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 mythos of the soul because she said she likes to use that voice because it's annoying which was more of a dig on herself so it's like there's no gender or ethnicity to that soul until she's placed into a body and when she and when she's talking as joe the the character who jamie fox portrays she sounds like him but to make to make audiences especially children understand that this isn't the same person they use her voice i mean I, I, I don't I, I can I guess you can like say something, but you really have to stretch. You have to stretch like, well, uh, of course, he's only liked more. or He's more of a person when a white woman's voicing him. No, it's that no. somebody that has not experienced life is is ex- experiencing life for the first time. Well, well, and him as the cat, he's also experienced because he's staying with with her the whole time. Yeah. So the cat is actually growing uh, as a person too because he's he's seeing what he's seeing her interactions yeah. with the people that he knows in a new light, and it's making him change the way he's viewed things. So, uh, uh, kind of another reason why I bring that up is. This movie does have mixed reviews, and I think a lot of it has to do with your age and your stage in life. 
Um, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about it and um, three of them are in or two of them are in like their 40s have gone through like career changes and things like that. And two of them are are younger. Um, The younger people didn't didn't get as emotionally attached to it. Like I got really emotionally attached to Joe. Um, And there's a lot of reason for that. Um, I'm nearing 40. Uh, I've been in my career for 18 years. You're so old. Uh, (laughs) Um, I've been in my career for 18 years and up until no, even, even today, like I still struggle with like, have I made it? Like, have I, well, or even like, is my life going to mean something? Right. Right. And that's, that's, that's the whole thing we, we yeah. all get to. And, and that's what Joe struggles with. Like Joe is a teacher who plays jazz. His dream is to be, is to be playing jazz professionally. Um, and he finally, um, and that's all he, that's all And according to him without having that last piece of playing jazz professionally, his life is meaningless. Like he's just chasing after something that he can never achieve. He feels like his mom is against him. Like his peers are against him. He's just never going to catch that break. And, uh, I, can I spoil this a little bit? No. It's been out for a while. No. Okay. People need to see. Anyways, it. there's there's a moment that happens where he's supposed to have this experience, and he finds himself questioning: is is this what it was meant to be? And oh, when he's outside talking to the lady, yeah, and, and she she gives him that analogy. That was really good, right? And so for me, like being this far into my career, being at the age that I'm at, like when when he has that experience, like that was a that was like a punch in the gut of, <laughs> of just kind of like, um, almost like making me think of like, what am, am I chasing after what I really want to chase after? Like, or am I chasing after this thing that I've created, um, that I've made into an ideal versus what I should really be striving for. Also, this movie is not for children. I mean, it is cause it's animated and it's funny, um, but it's more for adults. No, no, no. It's definitely more for adults. Just like Up was more for adults. Um, yeah, Inside yeah. Out was way more for adults than kids. And I think that's but why. I, it, but I also think it was for kids. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Like like talking about emotions and feelings yes. and really did a good job. But this is like straight up. You know, um, you know, my life. What is my life? Introspective look at yeah. what I'm doing and who. What do I really live for? I mean, it can, kids can get that, but ah, it's definitely hits so, you as an adult, man. The, the thing that I think Pixar has done a really good job of starting with Inside Out, um, the Good Dinosaur. I don't know what they were doing, um, but you don't like the Good Dinosaur? Oh, no, not at all. Oh gosh, I love the Good Dinosaur. But you get into Inside Out, and there's there's this. They did a, a, a switch in how they wrote and kind of well, and they did it with Up too, but. You have this thing that's meant for kids. It's really colorful. It's really enjoyable. There's some funny parts to it and things like that. And it starts to, I think it starts to get this question in their head of like, what are these emotions I'm feeling? Especially if like a kid watches at the correct age, um, especially for up, like when they're going into that adolescence, into puberty um, mindset where like thoughts are starting to change. Um, kind of like that nine or 10 year, year old age, right? Um, and then at the same time, they're doing this other thing for adults where it's like, these are things that I went through, but I never knew how to express them. Or I never knew how to explain what I was experiencing. Exactly. Uh, I think up does that really well. I think, um, 
Inside Out does it really well. And I think Soul does it really well too. Um, to the ex- to the extent where it's like there's so much more meaning for an, an adult who has experienced a lot of these things, um, whether it's up and you're experiencing loss and losing and almost like losing your childhood, right? And remembering that you still also, you still have life. Left. Also, Coco, Coco's the same. Yeah, Coco's the yes, hundred percent. I can't believe I forgot Coco. Um, but yeah. Coco's, How could you forget Coco? I don't know, but Coco's Coco's very similar to that. Uh, Inside Out is you know. Um, understanding that I wasn't abnormal for having these emotions and going through these feelings. Like it was just, it was something that we all have to learn how to, how to go through. Some of us deal with it better than others. Um, and then soul being kind of like, I've spent my life having this career because I was told I need to have a career. And what are, what are, what am I doing with it? What am I doing with everything? Am I just chasing after something I was told to, or am I actually chasing after something that brings me joy? And Toy Story Three um, is all about. <laughs> He's making a face. Do I go off? Do I go off on my own, or do I stick with my family? Sure, you know? whatever. And Soul had uh, Claire Huxtable yes, as his did. mom, Felicia Rashad. Yes, and it's like we love her, so it was yeah. awesome. And we had Questlove yeah. as the drummer. Questlove, yeah. Oh, it was good. It was it was a good. It was a good film. I really did enjoy it a lot. Pixar's yeah. been hitting it out of the park, man. Lately, honestly, I mean, you got Onward, Coco. Inside Out, I mean, yeah. Wally, from all that. I mean, there's just great movies that they make, man. New prop, the properties that they're they're making. I'm so excited. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. So, uh, what what about you guys? What did you guys watch? We watched Sound of Metal, which was a okay. Amazon original uh, with Riz Ahmed. Yeah, a little indie indie film. Well, yeah. heard it was, I've heard I've heard it was amazing. It was really good. It's really good. It's very emotional. It's it's funny that we talk about these movies at the same time. Um, because their, their storylines are, are near or very close to each other. Right. And they're a little bit different, but like that idea of like kind of chasing after something because it's what you've convinced yourself to chase after like that, that is synonymous in both stories. Um, Riz Ahmed proves to, proves to be a phenomenal actor. No, no, he does not become a soul. Okay. I was, I was confused. Um, he does not. So him and his girlfriend, I can't remember who plays her. Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook, but I don't know what else she's been in. So him and his girlfriend are in this kind of like indie, like, like she's a guitarist, um, slash singer. He's the drummer and that's kind of all it is. And it's just, um, they do these shows. They live in a van I mean, that's like their life. Their, all their they life do, is touring. All they do is tour. Their life is touring, and they just tour like these little hole in the wall, like clubs and stuff like that. It's very loud and aggressive music. Like I was actually really like kind of interested in, in where the music was coming from. Um, but Riz Ahmed plays plays the drums. His character, I can't remember his name right now. Ruben. Ruben. Um, and so, in the middle of one of his sets, it was in the middle. Of, did he just wake up and things were? Yeah, he. Like, no, I think it was in one of his sets, wasn't it? No, no, no that no. was. Well, he That's woke up. On. He woke up the next morning. He couldn't hear, and he kind of. It was oh, kind of coming in and out, no, and then I, they had that show that night. I remember. They're it, setting up the merch table. They're setting up the merch out. table for the show that night, and they're all having a conversation, just kind of like going back and forth. And he starts to hear like something like kind of like when you yawn and like you get air in your ears and everything gets muffled. That starts to happen. And he can play through it, but then the next morning he wakes up and he can't hear 
anything. And it was really cool because they kind of like you were in his point of view, like you, yeah. like when the sound went out in his head, it kind of went out on the sh- yeah. on the movie too. So it just kind of everything just went into a vacuum. Yeah. And then if it came, it came back for a little bit, and then you could kind of hear, yeah. like you hear a little more. Things were a little muffled. Um, but it was really good. I mean, it, it just really, I mean, it was kind of heartbreaking because he was... He's also an addict. He's an addict. He's someone who, um, I mean, that's his life. I mean, touring and playing with his girlfriend, that's his life. Yeah. And then you take out that aspect of... You take your, out his savior. You take out the music and all he has left is his girlfriend who doesn't understand yeah. what he's going through. So she's like trying to get him help, but she doesn't know how to help. Right. So like he goes to he goes to a treatment facility. It's like an uh, like a I mean it's like a rehab type but it's for deaf people. Yeah. And so they're going to try to like help him deal with his new deafness, learn sign language, yeah. all that stuff and he really struggles because he just wants to what do I need to do to get back to the music? Like yeah. I, and they're like you may not you may never get back to the music. He's like that's not acceptable. What do I need to do to get back to the music? So it's really heartbreaking to watch him struggle like losing a big part of his identity. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, it's, it's a really interesting journey because the, um, the rehab center is part of a deaf community. So, um, his girlfriend can't be a part of it. He has to do it on his own. He's not supposed to have access to like the outside world or anything like that. And, um, the main guy that's kind of helping him, he can talk. Um, um, uh, yeah, he, he can still talk. Uh, but he reads he reads lips, and so Reuben can still talk, but he can't hear. And so they kind of talk through um, the the main guy that runs the rehab center, like t- has a microphone hooked up to him a lot, and it gets um, it gets written on a computer to where like whatever he's saying goes through there. And so um, they teach him how to do sign language. And the the biggest thing that the the guy that's running the rehab center, he's like, I'm not going to fix your ears. I'm fixing your brain. Uh, and how how you're perceiving um, what's missing? He's like, there's there's no cure for um, the hearing loss. He's like, you can get implants and stuff like that, which yeah. that's another part of the story. Um, you can get implants, but he's like, I'm he's trying to teach the people that are in the deaf community that there's nothing wrong with them. It's it's changing their perception of um, who they are, and that their impairment isn't change isn't changing that right they're still they're still the same human beings that they were and they still have the same drives and emotions they're just having to look at it from a different perspective and so it was really interesting to see him go through that journey and ultimately like chase after something that um you find out in the end that he 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 doesn't get that idea of changing the perspective until the very end of the movie like the very end of the movie. Um, but it was done in a really good way. And it's on uh, Prime? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. But it was it was really good. I mean, it's it's definitely like slower paced, but I mean, it there was there weren't a lot of lulls per se. I mean, yeah. it was a really solid film. It had some I mean, I don't know. It was just really very um, emotional. It was a very emotional story, but it was really good. Very, very emotional story. Like you see him kind of go through ups and downs. Um, like it was really, it was really tough to watch. And yeah. 
Um, like he didn't, they, they took away, like you don't get access to the outside world. So he kept sneaking into the office to like look up his girlfriend on the internet, trying to find like what she's doing to find out that she's continuing the music without him and like how that really affected him. Like he was really desperate to get back to like the hearing world. And it was really, it was was, just really sad. And in all honesty, this story has left to do about someone losing their hearing and someone struggling with addiction. Right. Um, addiction and like his, his drug of choice was heroin. Um, and you really do, you don't ever see that throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. you see, you see that addict's mentality of, of chasing after like of for him, you know, before he got clean, cause he was clean before the, the story picks up. Um, heroin was what fixed him right after he realized he couldn't do heroin anymore. His music is what fixed him. Um, when his music is gone, it, it like it pivots to something else and it always pivots to something else. Um, and so seeing that, like seeing that story with the spin of him being a musician that's lost his hearing, but it's really about that, that addicts mentality of like, um, I have to find something in order to replace the thing that was breaking me. Right. No, yeah. man. Sounds like a great movie. I'll have to check it out. It was good. It was, it's really good. It's done really well. Like it's beautifully shot. Like the cinematography on it's done really well. I'll say like where Netflix doesn't have a quantity problem. They have a quality problem of, of just like, they just like they're, they're, they went on this marketing campaign of like, they're releasing a movie every single week for the, for the remainder of the year. Um, yeah, boy. But you're going to get like one out of two movies, you know, one, one or two movies out of every 10 that are, that are actually like solid. Whereas I feel like the Amazon, What's that? The old guard 16. Is that (laughs) exactly. Um, But whereas Amazon, I think has been a little bit um, slower to release their, their big productions, but when they do their, their quantity sucks, man, but they have good stuff. Their quality is, is right there. Yeah. I like, I like their, I mean, I like most of the movies. Even I watched that one uh, movie with Mindy Cowling and um, uh, what's her name? Emma Thompson. Mm Mm-hmm where she's playing like the studio exec or something like that oh, yeah. for yeah. a daytime show. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. It was a good film. Well, like, we, I liked it a lot. we watched the uh, Aeronauts with... Um, Late Night? Oh, how was that? Uh, yeah, it was that movie called Late Night that you were talking about? Yeah, Late Night. Late yeah. Night. That was good. Uh, Aeronauts was really great. And it starred... Yeah. Um, with your favorite people. I can't remember now. It has... Um, Eddie, Eddie Razmane, Eddie, um, no. Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne and yeah. Felicity Jones. Yeah, I don't mind Felicity, Felicity Jones. Jones, but he hates Eddie Redmayne. Well, like, because like put him in that category with he Momoa and... every time. Uh, he's right. No, well, he he is definitely right about Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> like, I don't like Eddie Redmayne at all. I like Eddie that's Redmayne. Why... You guys are the worst. Okay. Not, there's not, there's not one movie he's been in that I like. Aeronauts. Sorry. Not even Fantastic Beasts. I don't like Fantastic Beasts at all. Uh... I can't stand. Aeronauts was good. Aeronauts was good, and even Eddie Redmayne Not was even good. Les Mis? In, in Aeronauts. I've never seen Les Mis. Yeah, so. I haven't seen it either. I, I get I get roasted all the time about yeah. not seeing that musical because I love musicals, but that just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, you know you know what movie Eddie Redmayne was in? 
Jupiter Rising. So just he's also he Jupiter also ascending. played Stephen Hawking, which he did uh, a fantastic job playing Stephen Hawking. So it's Jupiter funny. It's funny you're bringing up Jupiter ascending because Holly, <laughs> oh, keeps, gosh. Holly, Holly no. keeps like wanting to like dip her toes into it because she feels that it's going to be like this this no, hidden gem it, that everyone's hating. Everybody keeps saying like, "Oh, it's, no. it was way better than it than you think it's going to be." And I'm like, "Should we watch no. it? Who I don't want to watch it." That? So Who many people, everybody. I think it's going to be terrible, but I feel like I'm missing something. It's like like when they're telling you to like, oh, yeah, you want to eat pickled pig's feet? It's really good. Don't worry. Trust. Uh, Like trying to get you. Yeah, exactly. They want you to eat pickled pig's feet. It's gross. It's stupid. The guns bark. Okay, it's done. (laughs) You're over. You're over it. The guns bark. What guns bark? The guns that they use. And Jupiter Ascending, they bark? Well, it's got Channing Tatum, so that's got to be terrible. I'm I'm not a a fan. Like he's part wolf. And his gun barks, okay? I'm done with this movie. But, okay, so if I watch it like, uh, if I watch it like I watched Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Ironically? Yes. It's not, it's not even worth it. It's not even fun. It was a, I was like, this is garbage. It was like when I watched Valerian. I was like, why am I watching this movie? Valerian this was trash. bad. Well, well, almost I love science. I love sci-fi. Um, I love sci-fi. Luke, Luke Besson's uh, next oh, movie. Oh yeah, that was terrible. With um, with, with Dane with Dane DeHaan. It really made me sad because I love, but it, that was terrible. But visually, well, like it was really Luke, cool looking. Oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Luke yeah. Besson is like one of those directors that's like hit or miss. Yeah. Like Oof. like he made Lucy and I was like, why did you do? But he also made Fifth Element. Fifth Element was like one of my did, favorites. One of my favorites great. of all time. Yeah, the, the professional. Yeah, professional, yeah, so good. Film. Yeah, amazing film. It's like the guy that uh, made um, Donnie Darko. It's like you made Donnie Darko and then you made Southland Tales, which was also terrible. Uh, and yeah. you should have never done that. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> he made the Messenger. Uh, Lupuson also made Messenger Joan of Arc. I really like that movie. Never saw. Oh, Nikita. that was good. That was good. Yeah. See, Arthur Invisibles. Even. I mean, he's you know. Yeah. He's he's got some killer killer movies, and then he just does you know uh, Valerian yeah. and Lucy. He made that anime movie. I want to see that. I want to check it out. I'm just waiting. Anyway, cool. I'll have to check that movie out. What was it called one time? Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal. Um, Check out Soul. Check out Sound of Metal. Uh, Email us with anything you've watched recently or something you'd like us to watch. We'll try. I'm not not telling you I'm going to watch anything that you tell me to watch because that's that's a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, Because you're going to try to tell him not to watch it and then he'll watch it. Not watch it. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, You can email us at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Oh, dang it. He's pointing at me. Uh, Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. I don't even know how to set that up. Tweet us at IGTGS show. Go to Facebook. Yeah. That's where old people go. You can uh, (laughs) take a picture of a barking gun on Instagram. It's going to get stupid. Dang it. Um, Go to YouTube and search it's going to get stupid podcast. And lastly, leave us a voicemail at 281-698-7043. Man, we had a good show today. Thank you all for tuning in listening to us it's good to be back um, hopefully we won't you know skip out on yeah two more weeks again we should be back to regular programming for right now um you know uh interact with us send us emails uh tell us to put out more social media stuff and we might do it thank no, you other richard never know. Probably might won't. be british yeah thank you probably isn't thank you ne- nega richard <laughs> <laughs> thank you sir. thank you sir richard oh, oh that was terrible that was really close that was really bad wasn't it <laughs> it was really bad i said i said I said Nega, like N E G A, like did. a Nega Scott from you Scott did. Pilgrim. You did. 
You did. So bad that Discord yeah. almost cut out on you. Yeah, it's good. I wish it just shut me down. <laughs> Why not? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get banned from Discord. You now. are. Uh, anyway. All right. That's all we got for you. We better end it before I stick my foot deeper into my mouth. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.